0: You're listening to The Uh, Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week, I, owner of hoodies, man who reads books, lover of frogs, Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to a guy who's...
1: An acquaintance. No, um, we're friends. My name is Gareth Reynolds, uh, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. So
0: I've been uh, hitting puberty. That's why it started out a little.
1: It sounded Don Knotty. Are you accurate? criticizing Don Knotts? No, I love Don Knotts, but I just didn't know I was. I didn't know I was working with Don Knotts right up top. You're listening Uh, to the dollop. Have
0: you ever heard my Don Knotts story?
1: No, but I was hoping you were going to say impression.
0: When I was in college, me and my two uh, friends wrote a fake story for the paper, uh, the school paper, about how Don Knotts had died, and that was the day that comedy and laughter died in America, and we had never recovered. And someone found it and sent it to Don Knotts, Oh. And Knotts was like apparently like going blind and having all these health problems and his nurse wrote back and was like it like turned him around for like months what? and he like came out of this like depressed slumber and like <laughs> like this whole like she was like thank wow. you so much for writing this thing
1: you're like <laughs> we were going for the I'm not sure what we were going for, but it wasn't to save Don Knotts' life. Wow. I didn't even
0: know we had to, but that's what we did.
1: Oh, Maybe I will try to get up again today. Wow, (laughs) Don. He's walking. That's crazy.
0: I mean, he ended up dying, so it was uh, temporary. Nice.
1: Way to stick the landing there, Dave. Good stuff. (laughs) Well well done. Uh... We will be doing a live virtual show. That's right. We're coming to your town no matter where you live. Uh, That is a Moment House show. That'll be Thursday, July 14th, live from your home. Then, July 15th, I will be at Blue Note at Napa. That'll be two shows. I think it's a 6.30 and a 9. And then that... Sunday night, the 17th, I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco filming a crowd work special. So it'll just be all crowd work. So come to that if you're in San Francisco, Cobb's Comedy Club. You can go to GarethReynolds.com for all that ticket information. And please wear a damn mask.
0: At our shows, you have to wear a mask at our shows.
1: um, Yes, my shows, I believe you do too. But I also noticed that that. You know, pe- some people are like, hey, look, I didn't wear it. Uh, look at me sitting here. and There's not really much to change. So I'm asking outside of the mandate, please just wear a mask. Uh... Then, uh, like Dave said, we will be on tour in the fall. Uh, You can go to dolloppodcast.com for information. October 19th, Columbus, Ohio. October 20th, Pittsburgh. October 21st, Cleveland. October 27th, Grand Rapids. October 28th, Royal Oak. Thursday, November 3rd, Nashville. November 4th, Louisville. November 5th, St. Louis. November 6th, Indianapolis. November 8th, Kansas City. Oh, Dave Anthony saved my life.
0: I almost teared up right there. Yeah. February 6th. Right,
1: 1756,
0: year of okay. our Lord, Jesus. What? Changing it up a little bit. Aaron Burr was born Whoa. in Newark, New Jersey to his parents Aaron Burr Sr. and Esther Whoa. Edwards Burr.
1: And now wait, are we we are in the midst of this is going to be a, a series, correct?
0: This is a, this is a long one. Wow. There will be okay. parts.
1: So yes. we're starting. Okay.
0: Because you can't tell the Aaron Burr story in one sitting.
1: If they call him the Seagal of the 1700s.
0: Well, that you'll... He was the second child and had an older sister, Sally. His father, Reverend Aaron Burr Sr., was the president of what is now Princeton University.
1: This is before people were pitching names. They were never like sitting around like, what should we call it? They were just like, it'll be me.
0: (laughs) He was considered an exceptional preacher. Aaron's mother, Esther, was the daughter of Reverend Jonathan Edwards, maybe America's most famous fire and brimstone theologian. So he's from a religious, very religious family. Okay. Uh, Aaron's mom was a genius. She was funny. She was confident. She stuck up for herself and women. Aaron had two serious illnesses as a baby, and Esther thought he would die. She wrote, quote, I look on the child as one given to me from the dead.
1: Wow. So that's nice. Good Lord. That's, <laughs> that's really positive. <laughs> it's just nice. It's just nice. What a gift.
0: Uh, Aaron was a mischievous child, and his parents had to use strict punishment to keep him in line. Now his father died from a fever in 1757. So when he's two, Um, when dying, he said to bury him as cheaply as possible and give Uh the save money to the poor.
1: That's a really so to me. That means
0: just dig a hole and roll it in.
1: Not even toss me on the yard. Let the birds go at it.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that better. Let the birds have at it. (laughs) I remember there were a lot of birds. I like the
1: final. I like the like waiting for the final words to be like really like, prophetic about life, and it's just like, bury me real cheaply. What? Save save some money. (laughs) Save Save some money. Save as much as you can. See if so, you can sell my skin for lamps. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So Esther's dad came uh, to take over at Princeton. Okay. And he got inoculated against smallpox when he got there and then died from complications of getting inoculated from smallpox once I knew there. it
1: I told you <laughs> I told you dude You keep pushing your I told you You can't stuff. The
0: fucking vaccine man
1: Yeah Wow So I guess You'd rather so, have smallpox
0: Yeah Well I mean Aaron's mom uh, Then um, Came uh, okay. Because Esther Died Of smallpox That she got from her dad
1: Wait, which one? Sorry, which Aaron's one was mother, the mother? Aaron's
0: mom just Aaron's mom just died,
1: passed away too. So he has nobody. So then, so he lost his, his mom and his
0: dad and his grandpa and his dad in like and his grandpa. F- four months.
1: Wow. Then like four and he's months. He's like he, two, so his mom so he comes. comes. So his his grandma, her his grandma, her grandma comes. Right.
0: Her mother comes. So and now she's, she's like taking I'm. N-
1: I'm not touching you. Stay in your box.
0: Right. So yeah, little so devil she comes. baby. Uh, and then she dies of dysentery really quick.
1: What? <laughs> wow. I mean, so then if you're like, like, they're like, do you want to go raise him? You're like, honestly, I don't think it's a good idea.
0: No, he's not someone you want to be around. I know he's the two, kid's a but the kids, like, he's, a, he's fucking cursed.
1: Like, when you're just alone with him, he's like, so they sent you, huh? What the fuck? <laughs> you're two. You think you're going to survive me? Think again. His head rotates, <sighs> curtains start blowing. That's right. Um, so their
0: their maternal uncle, Timothy Edwards, takes them in. He's only 21. Nice. He also now has to take care of the other kids because both of his parents have just died. Jesus so he's got brothers and sisters he's taken care of. And then, and uh, then also...
1: All new. <laughs> okay. And
0: uh, also he took care of other kids of brothers and sisters who died. So he had, he's 21. So and he has he's just giant kind of
1: opened his own orphanage basically by yeah. just accident. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a private orphanage. Yeah. Right. Um, and then him and his wife would have 15 kids. So it's a, it's a lot of fucking kids in this house. Okay. So Aaron is, um, very smart and he really likes to learn. Um, he ran away when he was four he was gone for four days.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Who is able to
0: I just love a four-year-old four four out old. there for four goddamn days.
1: What four, does he do four four.: I mean
0: four. It's incredible. How do you
1: even know to run away at four? I don't even I, think that's called running away. He got lost. A four <laughs> year, And then when he came back and he was like seasoned, you know, you can make fire pretty easily if you try. He's yeah, just got like um, a like a satchel full of fish. Who wants trout? Yeah. We eating tonight, gang. You're four. Four. Well, I don't know. I'm divorced now. Let's just put it that way. You are four.
0: It was a long, hard time. The road I'm ages a, a man.
1: The road ages a man.
0: Uh, so at eight he was uh. You caught ever seen throwing... the life
1: drain from a grown man's eyes when you strangle him? I have. That was Monday you left. Yeah, it ain't easy. Let's get these trout skinned.
0: So when he was eight, he was caught throwing uh, cherries at a rich lady wearing a silk dress. Get out of here, silky! (laughs) He was beaten by his uncle for this, or as he called it, quote, licked like a sack.
1: So this uncle kind of goes from being like, "I'll take them in." I'll like he's just beating them a little bit. He's
0: he's crazy strict. He's super strict. um, But back then, I mean,
1: that's basically what you did. I mean, you just you used physical violence against your children, right? I mean, that was what I did. Yeah, Dave, this is recorded.
0: Oh shit! Um, At ten, Aaron left his home in New Jersey and made his way to New York Harbor. Uh, to get a job as a cabin boy on a I ship. I
1: just don't... I, I, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, and I know we've sort of covered this ground before. <laughs> but how is that happening? How is, like... I guess society yeah. just no, forms your brain differently back then. So, like, ten, you're like, well, look, I, I can't be sitting on my ass forever. I'm ten. I, mean, I don't have much left. I'm going to go work on a ship at ten. Ten! <laughs>
0: I mean, you're way more independent. You have way more duties and chores. Like, you're working and you're...
1: so your brain is just kind of... But still, you are 10.
0: Still. You are still still 10. You're still a
1: tiny framed little thing.
0: He's also way smarter than most people. So maybe he's got the intelligence of, like, a 13-year-old? I don't
1: know. (laughs) That's amazing to be like, look, he's working like he's 13.
0: So, you know, so he's at New York Harbor and he he asks around and some guy's like, yeah, I need a cabin boy. So some guy hires a random 10-year-old. Who's got (laughs) a smoke?
1: I want a tailor-made. Come on, no more bullshit.
0: (sighs) Um, But his Uncle Timothy figured out where he was and Aaron saw his Uncle Timothy coming and scrambled up to the top of the highest mast and refused to come down. And then he negotiated and made his uncle say he would not punish him before he came down the mast.
1: Okay, smart. I like that. Like scrambling like a chimp up there. I ain't coming down unless you promise to not whoop me, uncle. So
0: he applies to Princeton when he's 11 years old.
1: We're ready to take you in. This is how it works. It's, um, It's time. You're 11. You're ready to go. You're doogie Hauser,
0: so he is academically totally capable like he's got the what? background in grades or whatever, so, but he's uh, rejected
1: but he's how, rejected how, for being how, too how young. does he how does he okay at least I mean that makes sense. I'm surprised that someone was finally like, no, you're eleven, but so he's what is he doing he's just reading a ton I mean it sounds like he's yeah, like uh,
0: yeah he's going to school and i I think you could do um curriculum on your own back then, right. like you could get the books and stuff. And so I think he's, he's sort of going on his own. Right. Yeah. Or someone okay. in the family's helping him, but he's definitely getting an education that's way right. ahead of what, you know. Right. Okay. So he studies hard over the next two years and gets in to Princeton when he's 13
1: and, and is it the same? Was it 18 was when you normally would go to college?
0: Yeah, 17. Yeah.
1: 17, okay.
0: So he gets in as a sophomore because he's already on his own done the freshman and sophomore curriculum. What? F- but now he's, now he's mad because he wanted to go in as a junior. And this was, quote, <laughs> a source of extreme mortification.
1: Oh, my God. He's like, this is bullshit. I can't believe it. Can you believe it?
0: I'm 13, and I'm not a fucking junior. This is an
1: embarrassment. This is an embarrassment. Uh,
0: So he's obviously Boy, you're smaller.
1: 13? Don't remind me. I should be, I should be teaching at this motherfucker, to be totally honest with you.
0: Uh, So he's small, and uh, other students, mostly 17 years old, uh, nicknamed him Little Burr, uh, but he's very popular. They, I would call they him like Burby, him.
1: like a Burr baby. Yeah, no, that's... Lil you know. Burr. He's just a Burby.
0: So Aaron studies 18 hours a day. What? And he ate
1: Were days 24 be- hours back then?
0: Yeah, they still were 24 okay, hours. Okay, I'm
1: just checking that they're still... Okay.
0: He ate less because he noticed he couldn't study as well after he had a large meal.
1: So, so he's starving himself to become smarter. That's right. This is, by the way, the exact opposite of the American spirit of today. That's right. Eat more, learn less. Hurry. Keep eat. Keep eat.
0: So this led to him become extremely thin, and people thought he was ill. Uh, His scores, however, the first year put him way ahead of most students, which he thought would impress everybody, but no, the other students didn't really care. So after that, he didn't care about impressing the students anymore and he focused on the quote constant pursuit of pleasure.
1: Wow. So he, and now, how old is he?
0: He's 13, maybe 14 now.
1: 14. I mean, he is living the, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he was, like, trying, like, if someone was like, you're you're only going to live to be 21, and he's like, I'm going to really have to cram it in, because he's, like, (laughs) 14, he's like, look, I've gone to college, I've experienced that scholastic lifestyle, it's not what I want, I've graduated, I've taught, I've seen it all, I lived on my own as a four-year-old for a little while, it's time to focus on the pleasures. You're 14 years old. I know, it's flying by.
0: So yeah, he's very good looking and he becomes known as a charmer of women.
1: But he's, 14. So he's a he's a ladies' so,
0: man at 14 and 15. He's he's not working. a girls'
1: man, he's a la- like women women.
0: Well, I'm sure it's other students, but you know, still I mean, but some are probably women.
1: Right. Like eighteen, I nineteen, mean, twenty.
0: Um he ends up graduating at sixteen with the highest academic awards Princeton has to offer. This is crazy. He then uh, goes to study theology to become a preacher, as is the family business. But sure. he doesn't want to do that, he decides, and he switches to studying law. And he studies under his brother in law, Tapping Reed.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nothing. Not for me. I mean, you're looking for. Like- <laughs> You, why, are you flagging the name as strange?
0: No, I don't know. I think it's oh, okay. totally normal. Yeah,
1: no, I just, it sounds to me like, a, like so his name fucking is Tapping Reed. Reed. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it sounds yeah. like you're fucking Reed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, okay, yeah. so his name's Tapping Reed. Let's just keep yeah. going. Whatever.
0: Tapping tutored Sally when he <laughs> All was... All right,
1: now I can't. Now I can't. Now that you're saying it like that, now that it is like, so Tapping was tutoring. Tapping... <laughs> Tapping was tutoring.
0: <laughs> Tapping was tutoring Sally when she was nine and then later married her.
1: Oh, fuck off.
0: Why? Hello. Uh, wh- what are you tutoring my daughter in, uh, creepy? I'm it's showing It's called her all grooming,
1: of the- not tutoring. <laughs> I'm, not gro- I'm not tutoring. It's called grooming. Uh, basically, so I'm taking her fragile little mind and normalizing what would be considered a crime.
0: I mean, I wow. guess it was normal back then to no, watch a girl grow up no. and then be like, "Okay, now you're a woman." Nine? I could never, I could never get beyond the fact that I knew that person as a child. Like I could I, never. I mean,
1: you you couldn't, you it. couldn't yeah I you certainly couldn't in like you know what I mean if you like twenty years later you're like oh hello Sally you'd be like okay I did know her as a yeah, but I guess not be they, around go away, for that whole time yeah. Yeah, Boy, 15's looking pretty good on her, isn't it? What? Excuse me, tapping? (laughs) Why do you think they call me tapping? I'm a total (laughs) sex criminal.
0: So the American Revolution breaks out, and Aaron joins the Continental Army. Now, when he gets to the army camp in Cambridge, he is incredibly disappointed, because the men are terribly disciplined. They're squabbling amongst themselves all the time. So... Benedict Arnold is planning an expedition to Canada, and he signs up to go with Benedict Arnold.
1: Burr does. Okay, nice.
0: Now, Aaron is uh, very small, and he's uh, delicate. He's a little, little fella. He's
1: 17? Yeah,
0: he's probably around, yeah, 17 now. Okay. Um, His family and friends all think that going on this campaign is going to kill him because it's a tough tough journey up to Canada. Um, so they all start writing him letters, quote, my dear friend, you must not go. I cannot bear the thought of it. Tis a little less melancholy than following you to your grave. Another quote, I know you will die. It is impossible well, for you to endure I the like fatigue.
1: <laughs> I like that. You're the good cop, bad copping him. I like that. Look, you're a dead man. As far as I'm concerned, Aaron, you've already died. What are you, stupid? His you uncle listen to is me, so... you dumb shit. You okay, fucking dying idiot. You idiot.
0: His uncle is so uh, uh, concerned that he sends a messenger to the camp to order Aaron to come home. And Aaron's like, no,
1: I'm not That's doing that. That's quite a task you're asking for a messenger. Huh, I know. You have to go home. No. <laughs> um. He really meant it, though. Yeah, well I'm not doing it. Um uh, he, pl- please come. Hurry. Come on. So, fucking-
0: so after he says no and is very emphatic about it, then I'll be the messenger right back. the messenger has a he second. Said,
1: he said no. Go back and tell him yes.
0: Oh No. The- the messenger has a second thing like they're okay. like, OK, if he, he says no, now do this. OK,
1: he said to open this if you said no.
0: That's correct. He gives him a parcel <laughs> to open.
1: Here. <laughs> OK.
0: Quote, some gold and a much more affectionate letter from his uncle imploring him to come home and saying how worried he was about him. And Aaron is touched and tears up. Uh, but he says he's still going on the march.
1: Well, he said if you turn down the gold to give you this. <laughs> yeah, it's so wonderful, but I'm still going. Well, then he said to give you a dance. So here I go from the top. Oh. Well... Oh, it's lovely. Your uncle's getting old, and he thought that he could bribe you with some gold. But instead he said, maybe it's time for you to reconsider in your head. Come home, come home. It's the place where you want to be. Come back, come back. Live with your uncle where you can see. Come on, everybody, do it. Do it, come on home, come on home, would you, baby, Aaron? Oh, we want to tell you it sounds absurd. We're really missing you, Aaron Burr.
0: Okay, so I will come home if I can kill you.
1: Well, he said that that might happen. There's a fifth package. I think we missed the fourth. Here, it's a mallet. He said to bash me.
0: (laughs) Um, so the march is a 350 mile march through freezing Maine, and it left a lot of dead soldiers. Okay. They had to eat lizards and dogs and shoe God, leather. Jesus. What? A third, a third survived. A third of them. I men. mean,
1: like <laughs> eating shoe leather has got to be um, mm. difficult. Like jerky's hard.
0: Yeah, jerky's shoe hard, but like, shoe leather's uh, harder.
1: By the way, I had uh, Beyond Beef made a jerky, and I got a bag of it, and I was eating it, and I was like, it's really close to jerky, but I guarantee you, like, people were, like, telling them, like, this is too good. This needs to be drier and chew." And they were like, but this is a better version. They're like, exactly. We're not going for that. This needs to be <laughs> shittier, drier, and harder to chew. We're making bad jerky, gang. Okay. All right, so we're so doing ads shoe now, leather and I lizards.
0: Guess. Um...
1: So a third live, they had By the to way, scavenge. That's how we should that's how we should start doing ads. We should just be like, Yeah, we're not doing them anymore. And then just like during the show, just be like, God, he would have just gotten such a better night's sleep if he was on like a comfortable mattress. One of those ones that like fits to your body where you open it from one of those oh, purple Helix. Bo- you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's what it's yeah, whatever, helix, yeah, helix mattress or whatever. But okay, so there he is. He's on the mission. Go ahead. And he should have been <laughs> sleeping on a helix, but go ahead.
0: Um, so they have to scavenge their clothes. At one point Aaron was wearing a Talk short about needing hello fring- fresh. <laughs> Aaron is wearing a short fringed shirt, a weird belt and a large hat with a curled up foxtail and a feather on
1: top. Well, you don't so need they to just tell me the hat's weird if he's got a foxtail and a feather. Aaron, how's your outfit coming? <laughs> <laughs> but he was singing about the forest. Okay.
0: He was he was singled out for praise by Arnold, um, but Aaron was repulsed by Arnold. He hated Arnold. He mm. said he was cruel and quote, utterly unprincipled and has no self respect or love for his country to guide him. But I hear that and I wonder because what we know about yeah. Benedict, if that wasn't one of those,
1: you think maybe he with- was sort of right, like people were sort like that was sort of what he was. Um, inferring from the rumors of the time, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause like so, he was kind to of say swayed. his love,
1: to say his yeah, love for his country specific, didn't guide right.
0: him is very right. weird. Um,
1: <laughs> and again, this is a 17 year old. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, um, wearing a they fox, get to,
1: wearing a foxtail.
0: Yeah, that's right. So they get to Quebec and Aaron, uh, he's assigned to take a message to general Montgomery, who is the other general that's there waiting and um, so he goes behind British lines, disguised as a Catholic priest, stopping and going from house to house and saying he's a traveling priest. Hello. Hello.
1: Yeah. And he's got, uh, I, I mean, does he know? That, I mean, but he probably knows these, there's some familiarity with the Bible.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. He knows right. all the
1: So he's able the to the talk talk. He's not like me going where they'd be like, he'd be like, yeah. it's like uh, Corinthians said, anyway, I should get going. <laughs> I'm going to get moving. That's uh, classic Genesis. Anyway, Revelations. Cain Abel. Take care. Thanks.
0: So Montgomery's very impressed and offers uh, Aaron a place as an aide who would work closely with him, and Aaron accepts.
1: Okay. So he's
0: no longer with Benedict, right? And um, here's the problem, though. They go. They start fighting, and Montgomery dies pretty quickly in a battle. Okay. Aaron tried to retrieve his body under enemy fire. Um, all the other soldiers were impressed, but after this, he starts to grow cynical. He thinks Congress is completely inept at military planning, writing wow. that they were either writing that they were either drunk or crazy.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: So same uh, Congress.
1: <laughs> what a time.
0: His best friend, Matthias Ogden, meanwhile, had, uh, taken a message to George Washington and ended up joining George Washington's camp. So Aaron is jealous and he's stuck where he is. He's not getting promoted. And besides being good in battle, you had to suck up to superiors, put the right gossip in people's ear, challenge other officers to duels, all this stuff that he just politics. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't want to do any of it. Right. Yeah, politics. Right. He doesn't want to right. have anything to do with it. Okay. So then Arnold tells Aaron to deliver a message to the British,
1: and if they and don't like that message, open the package.
0: <laughs> and then there's a third then, one. It's a mallet.
1: And then there's lyrics. There's lyrics in there.
0: A dance. You do a, a dance, dance.
1: Interpretive. Yes. Some slam interpretive. poetry.
0: And we've added something.
1: Puppetry. So after the
0: dance, if they say no, puppetry. But also cook them a little meal.
1: Yes, at that point, you'll make them a meal, and you'll walk them through it, and then you'll have them cook it. Now, in there will be the ingredients, and then one finished dish, so they don't have to wait around while you make it. (laughs) Yes.
0: And then if that doesn't work, you hit them with the mallet.
1: Then you mallet them, yes?
0: All 700 of them.
1: Okay, yes.
0: So, he, he, he 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 doesn't just take the assignment. He says, I want to read it first. And Arnold's like, really? okay. And it basically is demanding the British surrender. And Aaron's like, look, the terms are unbecoming of an American officer. So I'm not going to deliver this. And well, that's why you're not ref-
1: supposed to read this shit.
0: <laughs> and he just refuses. And then someone else delivers it. And as Aaron said, the British are like, fuck you and just ignore it.
1: Right. So I mean, it's probably, you've, it's got to be hard, difficult to have the right combination to, um, you know, like get people to surrender. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's Will kind of, you surrender? Yeah. Check yes or no.
0: I'm sure it's, yeah.
1: But I mean, they're slandering them in that. Okay, okay.
0: So Aaron is just done with the whole situation, Ben McDonald, and he decides to look for a different military posting. And I guess he puts it out there or something, because in May of 1776, he's invited to join uh, and be one of Washington's close aides. Okay. Um, But he gets there, and it's all pettiness and backstabbing, and he hates it. It's maybe worse than what was happening at Benedict's uh, group. Okay. He thinks George Washington is honest, but also super dull.
1: Also, he, doesn't talk a lot, and when he does, he screams because of the pain of his mouth and the the teeth fall out. Well, you've you I wish they, but they, I wish they made a thing that was better than porridge, like I, something with nutrients. Oh, some, oh, like, something with nutrients that was that you could eat, that was simpler to less, less chewing. Not that porridge has a lot of chewing, but it would just be nice if there was something that was... It's just, I don't know. Like I, it's like water, but like food. Because chewing here's is becomes a, such, a, such a
0: nightmare. Here's, to, here's a steak.
1: Uh, no, no. Take that away. Right away. That it, it will not work for me at all. That's... That, I mean, let like, let like, like maybe you chew it and you can, like, like a mother bird to a baby bird, you can... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Here's
0: some beef jerky.
1: Get out, get out of here. <laughs> it's basically chew leather. There just, might be
0: people listening who don't know what's happening. George Washington didn't have... Teeth, yeah, I'm, fake teeth. My, my, I'm, pain um, every, all the
1: everything is pain. My whole mouth is just total pain. Because <laughs> well, people are like, the great general, the great president, and in reality, he was probably just sitting there it, 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 it hurts, it, it, everything hurts, it, 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 every chewing hurts.
0: So, uh, Aaron transfers to be an aide de the camp to General Israel Putnam. Now, the war isn't going well in New his York. Names. Mostly because Washington is very hesitant to act, and he's not a good decision maker. And um, Washington orders a retreat. So Aaron, because he knows the area, finds a safe route for thousands of soldiers to retreat. And as he's going, they pass a colonel in his group, and he's like, you got to retreat. And the colonel's like, I haven't gotten orders to, so I'm not going to retreat. Oh. So Aaron rides away and then turns around and comes right back and says, yeah, now you have orders to retreat. And the guy <laughs> kind
1: of oh, leaves. That was really quick. All right. <laughs> come on, everybody. We're out of here. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just like uh, that guy's, yeah, that guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, great. That was fast. Was he hiding in that tree? I saw I could still see you the whole time. Um,
0: So Aaron is promoted to Lieutenant Colonel. Other officers noted he was bold and a quick decision maker. He lives through the winter at Valley Forge, which is an absolute nightmare. There's terrible weather, diseases. There's very little food. Soldiers get drunk. They threaten to kill their commanders. Uh, They're randomly just shooting their guns. They're smuggling. They're refusing to drill. So it's a shit show. Aaron is a very strict leader. He pardoned some guys for acting out. Others, he's like, yeah, you're... Whatever, I get it. You're too drunk. Um And then he fights in the Battle of Monmouth in 1778. His horse gets shot out from under him. Um, he, gets, he gets severe heat stroke. Uh, and so he's got, it takes him a while to recover wow. from the heat. It's okay. like really bad. Okay. So then afterwards, he's, he's sent to West Point to oversee disciplinary measures, which he absolutely loathes. And there he got nicknamed Colonel Burr's son because he looks so young.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're at West Point, you're like, you're my age, asshole.
0: Yeah, but he's supposed to oversee them, but he's, like, barely older than them.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, so, um...
1: That, that, again, is like when my mother got the 12-year-old to babysit me when I was 11. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um... So every general that he had now fought under who could have helped him rise up is either dead or out of the army. And he's sick of the pettiness between all the officers. And so the petty
1: officers. Okay.
0: He's He's also disgusted because officers are ordering soldiers to steal food from civilians. Um he's making his men return anything they steal, because they're also just plundering. Right. So, um, he, he's, just, he's just over the military. He spends a lot of time wooing women. Nice. Matthew Davis wrote, quote, It is surprising how any individual could have become so eminent. He devoted so much time to the other sex, as was devoted by Colonel Burr for more than a half a century of his life, they seem to absorb his whole thoughts. So, he's just obsessed with ladies. Right. He's also very good looking. Um, right. All right, slender, Dave Black. Has, you've,
1: you've pointed that <clears throat> out. Yeah, very headable. You, hittable, you, you know got a mean? burner.
0: I would t- be tapping that.
1: Yeah, I'd be tapping that. Like I was his tutor.
0: He's slender. He's got dark hair, and then he has hazel eyes, which were described as "quote, piercing orbs, sparkling, blazing, <laughs> wow. penetrating, and fascinating."
1: I can eye fuck you. I've got penetrating. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that?
0: One paper wrote an article about him and had an entire paragraph just about his eyes.
1: Now let's move on to the eyes. The eyes have it.
0: He also was very charismatic. He had a very infectious laugh. So he's the, he's the package.
1: So he's fuckable. Majorly He's fuckable.
0: very fuckable. And he's right. super known for charming women. Um, right. But he made it very, very clear that he valued consent. Quote, never had an amour in my life in which I was not met halfway. I would be the last man on earth to make such advances were they not welcome.
1: I mean, it's weird because you're partially like, you're like, yeah, no shit. But also, I'm sure at that time, that actually said something. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, and at this time. And it's not. And at uh, this time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We yeah. can think of some comedians that have some problems.
1: Oh, they're, we're a perfect batch. Come on now. Oh, aside from um, those forty. <laughs> okay, but so all right. So he's uh, he's a charmer. He's in the armoire. He's, he's banging. He, he he's also likes consent. He's old fashioned.
0: Well, he's also very like mindful of women's reputations, and so much so that when he wrote letters he used code names in case the letters were discovered I or whatever I love
1: code names. Do you have yeah. any? You have I would any call her names? Frank. No, I, don't. Like, it's where, I like, don't it's where like it's where like he's just like you know my cocker spaniel love to meet your puppy. <laughs> like stuff like that where you'd be, Miss, you'd be like he's just talk he's just talking about dogs again.
0: What did uh, Harding call Pout Pout Miss Pouting House or Miss
1: yeah, miss, miss like Powderston or terrible. something like that. Pou- yeah, just terrible. Hardy. <laughs>
0: um, he d- He refused to talk about details of any of his Sex-capades. sex with women uh, with any friends. Okay. He would not talk about it with anybody. So nice. you know he he treats him with respect and he's a fucking lover. Like great, right? Um, yep. in 1777, he met Theodosia Barto provost at her home. All right, uh, let, let,
1: let's just talk about the names for a second. <laughs> They've, every every name except for one has been totally insane. Theodosia. Theodosia? And what is the rest of her name? Theodosia?
0: Bartow provost.
1: Okie dokie. It's totally normal. Uh, uh, Theodosia!
0: So she is, uh, her home is being used... As Washington's headquarters. That's how he meets her. And um, okay. she's 32. He's 22. Okay. He's fucking 22. Think about all the shit he's done.
1: He's oh, 22. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is an advanced life.
0: Yeah. Um, now, she's married to a British officer.
1: They do, Yeah. I don't fancy fornication tonight. I think I'm still <laughs> too tired from battle. I'll be upstairs in the powder room if you need me. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, door slam. And then she's just sitting there, and he's like, he seems like a fine guy. Oh, oh, hello, well, Aaron. He's
0: not there because...
1: I'm not even looking at you. Well,
0: she's, used, she's letting Washington use the home as headquarters, so right. that's the opposite side. So he's clearly he's, he's off fighting somewhere else okay. in the South. Okay. Um, they have five kids. Uh, she is not good looking. Okay. She's, she has a scar on her face. She's in bad health.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but she is fucking brilliant. She's educated. She's super funny, witty, and has tons of social graces. Uh, so her husband is fighting down south. So Theodosia and Aaron become good friends. Hmm he visits all the time Hello. and it wasn't long before she and Aaron are openly together
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> and her husband's like um i've heard rumors
0: well he doesn't know he's just off fighting
1: so uh, yeah but wouldn't no you think okay all right so but so she's openly got a boyfriend
0: so Aaron Aaron still has the after effects of the heat stroke he has migraines he possibly has PTSD And he writes Washington and says, look, my health is just not up to it. I can't do it anymore, and retires.
1: Okay. And then... Retires. Look, I'm 22. It's just been a lot. Uh, I think it's time for me to go into the sunset. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Theodosia's husband then dies of yellow fever in 1781. So she doesn't want to marry again right away. Also, that just looks bad if you just immediately marry again. Um, right. Yeah.
1: Just openly date while he was like, yeah, you don't want to like that. That's a bad look. Just openly have your boyfriend while your husband's dying of yellow fever. That's better.
0: Um, she, uh, she wants him to pass the bar first before they get married. So Jeez. he goes to New York and crams. By the way, three- and for me,
1: Dave, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> 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 that's where I go. I don't yeah, think this is yeah, gonna I'm work. Out. Well, yeah, I guess I we're done. This, yeah, I don't think this is going to work great, right, to be honest.
0: Uh, I'm going to tug off Scarface.
1: Yeah, oh, easy. Okay. She has a
0: scar on her face. It's just a, it's I, my I, I just remember for her
1: for her. I just remember her for her personality, but I guess I'm just yeah. one of those sensitive yeah, yeah. guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron crams a three-year apprenticeship into a one-year of study and just was to licensed. to marry her? Yeah. He wants wow. to, yeah. Well, also, he does that anyway. That's his thing. Right, yeah, right, right. He's smart. Um, so he gets licensed to practice in New York in 1782, and then they get married.
1: Wow. She meant it. She was like, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now,
0: they didn't have much money uh, at the wedding. Aaron wore an old coat, and Theodosia wore a borrowed dress. Okay. So he he believed a successful <laughs> Sounds like a little
1: rascal's wedding. Okay.
0: (laughs) He believed a successful marriage was based on mutual respect and a true friendship between equals.
1: What a fucking lunatic. (laughs) This guy, I tell you, come on. It's gross. Okay.
0: That the husband's thoughts and opinions were not more important than the wife's, which are... All
1: right, Aaron, let's relax. Is he a time traveler? (laughs) He's like...
0: I mean, these are crazy thoughts for the time.
1: Oh, I, people were probably like, "Aaron, what are you doing? You're making the the gender look how ha- horrible." Her <laughs> mind is not as good as yours. Her opinions matter less. And for God's sake, enough with this equal footing nonsense. We know from we know from modern medicine that a woman is an eighteenth of a man.
0: Um. So. Wait. So he thinks. I mean, he thinks men, men and women are equal in this crazy way. And his friends would get angry because they didn't agree.
1: <laughs> Stop saying that. If you keep saying it, it might become true.
0: He thought women should be able to hold political office mm-hmm. and vote.
1: Well, all right, pal. <laughs> what is happening? What are you talking about?
0: Uh, so he also took being a stepfather super seriously. He raised the kids his own. They had their own daughter uh, named Theodosia. Don't.
1: I mean, at least it's that. It's still. What should we name it? Me. Let's move on. Done. Persona. Well, it'll take my it'll take my name. It's a girl. Good.
0: Aaron okay. called her Theo. Sure. Uh, they had another daughter, Sally, who died at three. Nice. Now pleasure. His beliefs obviously impact his daughter's education. He is very upset at the way girls are educated because it just prepared them to be attractive to men, good wives, and good at parties. Plus, I don't
1: know if she's very smart. I mean, at this rate, she'll be graduating college at 16. It doesn't seem like it's going to be great. Okay, so he, yeah, so he, uh, it really is amazing how progressive thinking it is.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. He's crazy. Yeah. He's, like, he's a feminist. I mean, right, this yeah, is a feminist.
1: Right. Before they knew what that was. They were just like, yeah. he's like a man, but woman-y.
0: Um, he said the way they educated girls today, there was no point, and you may as well just die as such a petty existence is meaningless.
1: Wow. Well, that is the idea, Aaron, but a lot of us aren't saying that out loud. <laughs> But good on you, boy. You're really under. All way right. to bottom line it. He and
0: Theodosia were big fans of uh, radical feminist Mary O'Wallens, Wollstonecraft. He wrote to his wife that he, she's a, she's a big writer at the time, big feminist writer. Um, okay. He wrote to his wife that he wanted to continue Wollstonecraft's work by convincing, quote, the world that neither sex seems to believe that women have souls. Hmm. Still trying. Wild,
1: yeah. I mean, he re- like <laughs> Theodosia's probably like, all right, Aaron. I mean, relax a little bit, okay? I'm a woman, and f- this is getting you're laying it on pretty thick. Yeah. Look, Look if you're trying to fuck, you. I'm down. Yeah, let's do this.
0: <laughs> um, his wife totally agreed. So Thea gets a very rigorous education, reading and writing by three.
1: Jeez, my. So God. these are smart
0: fucking people. These are smart people.
1: My God, I, I'm feeling personally shamed. <laughs> Three. Uh, she
0: studied mathematics, literature, geography, Latin, Greek, French, and Italian. She practiced writing six hours a day. She's brilliant. She's a prodigy. She's reading books like The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire at Stop. eight. Stop. At eight.
1: Father, these Romans. My gosh. (laughs) at Eight. Can you believe the corruption? Uh, yeah. At eight, eight, I was like, uh, "Uh, Fudge-O-Rama's pretty good, but I like (laughs) Beverly's earlier work. (sighs) She would grow up
0: to be the most highly educated woman in the United States. Um, Wow. So they, Theo and Aaron, Adore each other they, f- they love each other Like it's just This amazing relationship His stepchildren Also love him um, And then his law practice Takes off There's There's very few lawyers In New York City At the time Because Tory loyalists After the war Who Had made up Most of the lawyers In New York City Are now forbidden From passing the bar And being a lawyer oh, Wow
1: okay. So there's
0: just Just huge opening For lawyers Right Men like Aaron and Alexander Hamilton make a name for themselves.
1: Like Alexander Hamilton. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the guy from the uh, completely Accurate. fictional story me? of.
1: Pardon? <laughs> uh, look, we Whoa. know they sang like that at that time, at least.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so they made their money in civil suits from new laws like the Trespass Act, which let patriots sue the Tories for occupying and damaging their homes during the war.
1: Oh, now, that Aaron... F- that, that must have been really, oh, really so enjoyable. Good. To so good. For, you know? Yeah. And then I probably shouldn't have knocked all those dishes off, so I'm also sorry for that. What was that? I said I'm also sorry for doing that too. so really bad. Sorry. <laughs> and my windows? Probably shouldn't have smashed those, and I'm sorry for doing that as well, so probably... It was, just, it was just a time, you know? It's sort of like the Capitol riot when people are just like, <laughs> well, look, it's just like we were all just, it, you know, one thing led to another, and then, you know, I'm pooping in a drawer. It's just like we we're all having a really good day, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so, um, so Aaron thinks sharing the wealth between the rich Tories and poorer patriots is a good way to make a more equal society, while this Hamilton guy. thinks Tories... Hamilton thinks Tories should keep all their money in power.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So different Lord. viewpoints. There's uh-huh. let's make everything good and equal, and the other one is just go fuck yourself.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Hamilton agreed with Tories, and he represents them. Aaron sees the this lawsuits as disaster relief and allowing Patriots to rebuild. And he, as a lawyer, he tries to be as concise as possible. And speaks to the jury with them instead of at them. Mm-hmm. And he's super persuasive, and it's said he never loses a trial. Okay. And as he says... Signal- eyes.
1: The, 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 eyes oh. uh, oh. Your Honor, we find Hamilton guilty of being totally effable. Hamilton? Uh, Burr. Sorry, He's <laughs> just so taken with those piercing baby hazels. As um, oh,
0: as he takes uh, on more cases, he he his political beliefs start to become known. And in 1784, Aaron is begrudgingly put on a ballot and wins an election Sky. for New York General Assembly.
1: I don't want to. I mean, he's walking around like Bill Murray at the end of Groundhog Day. <laughs> I don't, No, don't put my name on a ballot, but you're for sure to win, Aaron. I mean, oh, you Ugh. wanted a landslide.
0: He grew okay. to like it, though. He came around and, uh, he, like I said, he thought women should have the right to vote, and he introduces legislation to make wow. that happen.
1: Wow, people are like, uh, pardon? Uh, what?
0: No, what's happening? Yeah. Um he spoke for the rights of free black people and called for freeing all slaves in new york immediately
1: the, i mean this uh, this is this guy is quite ahead of his day
0: yeah even wow. even abolitionists even abolitionists at the time don't want it immediately they want it over time or parsed out
1: slowly and
0: he's just like no it's just the right thing to do do it
1: well, I don't know if he's heard how Washington works, but you need to really do these things slowly. That's amazing. Okay.
0: Now, he also owned slaves over his life, but he also educated all of his slaves. So, I don't know. It's all...
1: That's an interesting twist. That's an interesting yeah. curve. Um, uh, except for me. I'll keep mine. Okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay.
0: The, Constit- uh, the Constitutional Convention is called in 1787, and New York's political factions were the Federalist Party, who want a strong central government, and anti-Federalists, who thought a We powerful- just hate them.
1: <laughs> That's our whole thing. Screw you guys. We're not into you.
0: They think a powerful central government is going to hurt the middle class and strip Americans of liberties. Now, Hamilton is a Federalist, and he's at the convention, and he simply doesn't believe in democracy, and he called it an American disease. Democracy. <laughs> the guy the play is about, Alexander Hamilton, just so we're aware, called democracy a disease. Alexander Hamilton. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: his, recommend- his recommendation. you Hamilton- talking Hamilton's about democracy?
1: Oh, please. I consider that thing pretty much a disease. Alexander Hamilton. Okay, I'll stop.
0: His recommendation to the convention was to have a president for life and make that president not subject to any laws.
1: Yes, yes. Much like what we just left. Does that sound <laughs> good, everyone? A lifetime appointment for uh, someone we never get to vote on.
0: Well, that's what happened with the Supreme Court, right?
1: Oh, Dave, come on. They're, but that's different because they're doing the work that the people... I'm sorry, I'm going to throw up in this bucket for a second. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun, Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help.
0: So they end up settling on a strong central government and the Anti-Federalists agree to ratify the Constitution uh, when the Bill of Rights is included. Now, Aaron opposes ratification because it's a strong central government thing, but... Once 10 states agree and are on board, he goes, okay, now New York should ratify. So the Federalists won, right? Uh Uh-huh. But but it ends up leaving politics in New York more partisan. And two political families basically are fighting. The Federalist Schuylers, who have Hamilton on their side, and the Anti-Federalist Clintons. And they have the governorship. George Clinton is the governor.
1: Well, man, I wish he was. (laughs) Come on. Give me, give me. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, the governor will not be leaving the mansion again today, for he took acid with his coffee and believes the ground is water. He'll be sending out Senator Bootsy Collins in a mere moment. Uh, okay. The so,
0: uh, governor uh, has said it's time to bring out the funk.
1: Yeah. And uh, he will be landing out here, exiting a spaceship in a couple of minutes <laughs> to give a speech backwards.
0: Okay. Is that the chocolate? Is that the chocolate spaceship?
1: That would be the one. <laughs> okay. So, um, Federalist Schuylers, Anti Federalist Clintons, George Clinton's the governor of New York. Yeah.
0: So, Aaron is aligned with a moderate anti-federalist group. Okay. And Hamilton is trying to be sneaky, and he nominates a moderate... Now, he's a federalist, mm-hmm. but he's trying to work the angles. He, he doesn't oh, no. think a federalist can win. So, he nominates a moderate anti-federalist to run against Clinton.
1: Okay. Wait, wait but Hamilton is a federalist.
0: Yes, but he knows the right. federalists can't win.
1: Right. Okay. So okay,
0: he thinks this will make Clinton look super radical.
1: Got you. Okay. Right. It's not not too uh, of an escape from what the Democrats sort of do nowadays in a way where it's like sure it's similar the politicking in that regard. Okay. All right.
0: So and and Aaron supports that guy because he's like well that. He believes great. everything,
1: I believe. Right.
0: Um, Hamilton has a reputation for using insults, slights, and vicious letters to attack anyone who stood in his way. And he runs a smear campaign against Clinton. His attacks are classist, um, which is brand new to New York politics.
1: You he mean he's makes... attacking Clinton's class? Or the class? Cl- okay, gotcha. Clinton's.
0: Okay. He, he makes fun of his modest beginnings. <laughs> he insults his wife
1: He doesn't know what it's like to not be rich his whole life. (laughs) (laughs) He came from nothing. What the fuck? He he would relate to the people he was representing. (laughs) (laughs) He said
0: Clinton thought a constitutional convention was unnecessary and that he had, quote, a greater attachment to his own power than to the public good, which describes himself, Hamilton.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, okay.
0: This is from a guy who hates democracy. Right. So... Uh, Clinton wins, and um, he offers Aaron the state attorney general position. And he writes, Aaron writes, a report on criminal justice reform. Wow. He is against petty criminals getting stricter punishments than major criminals and important people. Quote, an unprejudiced mind will not readily admit the justice of sentencing to death him who forges an order for a pair of boots when he who steals a thousand pounds is sentenced to be whipped. Hmm. Legislators then called Aaron too unprejudiced.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just wish it would be nice to get back to the term like. To fight battles on that level where you were like, wait, what did you say? He's not prejudiced enough. A lot of people today don't understand how good prejudices are. The more, the better. (laughs) It's important to go into situations uh, having an opinion about something you don't know. That's how we decide improperly, which is the job of government. This fool is open-minded to the plight of others that he doesn't directly understand.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Yeah. So, um, after a little bit, Clinton decides to push Aaron to be a senator. Okay. And he ends up getting elected to the Senate in 1791 by beating Philip Schuyler. Now, Hamilton is in with the Schuylers. Right. So much so that That's his father-in-law.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And Hamilton is probably totally shocked that this has happened, as they had just worked together on the moderates' campaign. One paper said Aaron, quote, stood clear of party attachment. He didn't think political disputes should should come between friends. So he just Mm -hmm. thinks, well, I won this thing, but... I'm, I'm fine with Hamilton Like we always have been We work together on some stuff and Right Hamilton, however Believes in party loyalty And Aaron's win Decreases the political power Of Hamilton and his family Okay And he would spend The rest of his life After this Win Attacking Aaron Politically and personally he said Aaron was, quote, for or against nothing, but as it suits his interest or ambition. Now, think about all the things that Aaron has been for so far.
1: It's true. He's kind of just been a guy who's going after his own career and self. So <laughs> I think the point is pretty good, obviously. I mean, again, you're, he's basically, he's doing what they do, which is just say the things that you are and say it's the mm-hmm. other person so that, you know.
0: <laughs> he... He frames Aaron as an unprincipled opportunist, supporting whichever the way the political wind was blowing, which is You mean the guy who
1: didn't want to run for office? And of the guy who
0: it. wanted to free black people immediately yeah, and right. wants to give women the vote and
1: and has no party loyal. I mean, I guess like yeah. It's okay.
0: Um he's incredibly principled. So As a senator, Aaron supported growing the frontier military, introducing an act to aid widows, orphans, and invalids, and worked to get vets their pensions. He hates the whole social... I can't
1: can't believe they still were not giving veterans pensions all the way back then.
0: Oh, that's a huge thing after the Revolutionary Revolutionary. War, is how fucked over the vets were yeah oh yeah i can't
1: believe that that has always been a th- it's amazing that it's a, it's amazing that this country is able to have the talking point of support the troops forever when that is not what the government it's has ever the done the opposite
0: yeah ever yes ever
1: like support them going to fight yes. and die and then that's where it ends that's it then we're done uh, it's the same thing with children. Yeah, abortions. I was just going to say, it's sort of the pro-life version, right? Where it's like, get the baby here. Now what? Uh, you're Fuck it. Fuck it.
0: Um, he doesn't like uh, the social life in Philadelphia. He's not into the grand balls and fancy dinners where people are announced as they come in. He doesn't hmm. feel like he fits in with that kind uh, of uh, Dave, thing. Dave,
1: honestly, I'm starting to want to bang this guy. <laughs> this is really... <laughs> He's bucking every convention
0: Um, He likes Instead he likes small to get togethers Everyone's if, casually if you dressed
1: went to, If you went to a ball back then Like would everybody get introduced
0: Yeah Because y- y- so you're everyone party, getting invited Is So the
1: party is just like A 45 minute like And now And then just yeah. like continuing like Mr. and Mrs. Kevin Andrews Yeah 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 you are yeah. And next, Mr and Mrs Andrew Kevins. Oh
0: Yeah. For that's forty five. Lord, Lord and Lady Douchebag the
1: Lord and Lady Douchebag. What are you working on, real friend? Sketch. <laughs> yeah. Douchebag, what are you working on?
0: Um so he just likes small get togethers, casual dress, meaningful discussions. Chilling. He also just he hates being away from his wife and family. He wants to be around the kids and his wife. He loves their letters. He scolds them if the letters are too short or too vague. How so now Theo, Theo is now nine. Um, he's so proud of her letters that he shows them to his colleagues at work. Wow. Um, but he's also critical of her misspellings and calls her messy handwriting hydrogly- <laughs> hieroglyphics. Wow. Okay. But he, make, he makes sure to tell her he's proud of her. Um, now, his wife is becoming more and more ill. She, um, she hasn't gotten better since the birth, and she has stomach cancer. Oh, wow. Sometimes she's unable to sit up. On May 18, 1794, she dies. Hmm. But even though she was sick, it was still unexpected, and Aaron has now lost his best friend. Hmm. Um, so he's obviously... In bad shape. He um, he's now uh, he so the party that's formed that is the Democratic Republicans is what he now is. Okay. Um, the Federalists want to boot this guy that is elected as a Democratic Republican named Senator Albert Gallatin because he'd only been a citizen for eight years, and you're supposed to be a citizen for nine years to be a senator. And Isn't that he, something you figure
1: out before they get into the Senate?
0: Well, the people just voted him in.
1: Okay, so then, then, but then you're like, nah, now it matters. Okay. Um, they hated him
0: because he told people to rebel against Hamilton's whiskey tax. He was also Swiss and had a French accent, and the Federalists hate the French.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> That's just an amazing reason to be like. Well, he's telling people to rebel against the whiskey tax. What else? That damn accent. Come on, <laughs> it is impossible for us to. Why would we have to pay um, tax for whiskey, huh? So, whole saying is that uh, you know, it's it's you pay for it there. Why would you have to pay additional, huh?
0: Um, well, the, look, they the Federalists hate immigrants, hmm. which is weird because in the Hamilton, they act like he's an immigrant and loves immigrants, which is the ap- absolute opposite Dave, of reality. what I'm
1: not going to let you do is ruin Hamilton for me. <laughs> okay?
0: Many, many federalists thought uh, only Anglo-Americans deserved citizenship. Hamilton was adamantly opposed to opening wow. immigration.
1: Wow. I mean, it's amazing that this country... <laughs> This country is uh, it's amazing what happens when you move to America. You just forget mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. All right, now that we're immigrants who moved here, no more. It's over. I don't know.
0: I don't know if we can call Hamilton an immigrant. You know, he's raised on But I mean a, like a you're Caribbean so
1: in, What's that? He's he's from a, a But I mean the Caribbean start Island. of the country is so recent to be like anti immigrant well, people always the people
0: always get there and then turn around and go fuck you that's always well that's what, what i mean
1: it, but it's just like it's not like now where you forget your hit like we're talking like not long ago this happened and he's like yeah. imagine america letting people in from other countries
0: what they're also they're fine with people come from england or right they're, they're against anybody what? south of that basically yeah what? i mean it's it, yeah so Aaron thinks you just have to participate in civil society, which Gallatin has done. He also fought in the army against the British. So he's like this guy has done all he can he's, do. Yeah. Yeah. He's an
1: American you are, as,
0: Aaron's yeah. like where you're where you're born is irrelevant. Federalists called Gallatin
1: a foreigner. Wow. Are after which this are is, we going to write are we going to write Burr the musical? <laughs> If
0: the motherfucker who wrote Hamilton had a brain, he would have written Burr the musical because no. he is everything. Burr is everything that he thinks he believes in, and Hamilton right. is the opposite. <gasps> Hamilton <laughs> in nineteen forty six in a, a congressional a congressional nineteen forty six in a congressional report about Nazism, they said that Hamilton had Nazi beliefs. In 1946, Hamilton is a fucking fascist motherfucker. Wow. Okay, so... um,
1: Uh, By the way, I'm just thinking, I don't remember that part of the musical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Federalists end up voting out Gallatin down a party line. And, um, yeah, so that's who they are. Anti-immigrant, voting a guy out of Congress. Right. now Aaron opposed um, something called the Jay Treaty, which was written by Hamilton to keep peace between the u s and Britain and Democratic Republicans worried it would hurt their ties to France and um it's still ratified twenty to ten but Republicans who voted uh against it including Aaron, are called the patriotic Ten by their other Republicans like they're like these guys believe in the country belief. as opposed to right. effigies are burned of jay around america hamilton tries to talk to a mob in new york and he is By stoned the way, if
1: they're i like that they, wait so you're telling me that they're burning jays and someone gets stoned?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they threw rocks at hamilton
1: oh they sorry stoned him
0: oh, right. as he tried to give a speech about defending how the treaty was put together in secret, and they're, they're like, that's not democracy.
1: But he doesn't we, believe in democracy. Can we get back to the stonings? Mm-hmm. 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 That feels like the right, like that feels yep. like that could be quite effective.
0: Just
1: <laughs> stoning Pelosi and McConnell. Now, you stop, st- stop throwing those stones at me right now. Uh, stones are, <laughs> those stones hurt me. Stop them.
0: Uh, now, moderates liked Aaron. He's not, he's not tied to one political party, um, but that's exactly why Aaron says he has no principles, because he's not attached to a party.
1: That's why Hamilton says he has no principles. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Okay.
0: So Aaron runs for New York uh, governor in 1795 and then president in 1796. Politicians are supposed to act completely disinterested in elections at this time. They're supposed to act like oh i don't want to do that. Oh no, no, no. And then everyone else You mean once once them. they're
1: on the ballot? Oh no, you're okay. Nope. So you're saying like the, the whole, whole point through the whole process. I would never. Oh, get out of yes. here. No. And then meanwhile behind closed doors you're like really push me tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. getting all the friends. No, Frank is wonderful. I and he's couldn't like no. possibly.
1: I gentlemen, I am not going to hear another word of it. I'm a private citizen and that's the way. Frank, Fine. I'll do Frank. it. Frank,
0: Frank. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's oh, yes. Oh, oh. Okay, right. So that's how they're supposed to act, but Aaron doesn't care. He openly campaigns, and <laughs> this is fucking shocking. Like, everyone's like, what is happening?
1: What the hell?
0: One Federalist described him as quote, a certain little senator running about the streets whispering soft things in people's ears. <laughs>
1: It's AM, ASMR. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's so strange to what a strange little convention that was.
0: Yeah, it really is, wasn't it? It's, yeah. So he ends up losing both those elections, um, but his campaign style changes. sort of it changes the way campaigns are yeah. done.
1: Now you can admit so, you want to be president. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that uh, you uh, be, not wanting to be president was I honestly like that is in a way how I would want government formed today, but obviously yeah. it would just be a conceit, you know, but that's yeah. what you want. You don't it does take a certain amount of deep mental issues to Want to be in government now because your mind is so aimed at corruption, you know, for the most part. You have to be kind of like a lunatic. Okay. In
0: 1797, his Senate term ends and he goes back to New York. He's now in tons of debt, mostly from the financial. Leaving the Senate
1: with debt? What? (laughs) Wild.
0: Well, a massive financial crisis has hit. The same as the Great Depression. It's that bad. Um, The financial crisis was basically created by a guy named Alexander Hamilton.
1: Who? who, Oh, you mean Alexander Hamilton?
0: Yes. As Treasury Secretary, he pushed for U.S. debt so his banker friends could extract income from people via federal taxes. So create a debt, own the banks tax the people to pay off the interest of the debt thereby just taxing people to give money to your friends the bankers
1: i don't understand but at least we got away from it
0: just a straight up transfer of money from the poor to the rich so right interest rates shot up because oh, Jesus now this
1: Christ. this because is very this, uh...
0: this financial monopoly rules right and the rich own all the debt. Poor ex-revolutionary soldiers who are now farmers are paying taxes they don't have, which leads to a foreclosure crisis and an so economic strange. an economic contraction similar to the Great Depression. Guys like Aaron lost a bunch. All Hamilton's doing.
1: Right. Anyway. Strange. Strange. Doesn't... Uh doesn't ring true today.
0: Yeah. So Aaron ran for and was elected to the New York State Assembly. So essentially, he went backwards, right? You usually would right. go Assembly then up to the Senate, but he's like,
1: right? He's a headliner. I want to get stuff done.
0: Yeah, but he's like, I want to get stuff done. Right. So he networked with a lot of powerful Virginians like Thomas Jefferson and James Monroe. He and Monroe really got along. Now, Alexander Hamilton is a very petty individual, and he had been part of 12 dual challenges in his life, receiving or giving them. And suddenly, he decides to send off a very angry letter to Monroe over something that had happened four years before. The reason for that is is his his career, Hamilton's career, has been in a bit of a tailspin ever since.
1: So he's looking to spike the ratings a little bit with a little dual action. Well,
0: he's just fucking mad. It's not even spike the ratings. It's just two one guy. He's just, he's just grudged. Mad okay. At this right. guy. It's
1: a grudge. Okay.
0: He thought Monroe was the cause and accused Monroe of leaking information about the affair he was having. Now, the affair he was having was where he was sleeping with a guy's wife and paying the guy to fuck his wife.
1: A weird little... To keep quiet. Okay. So...
0: Very... (laughs) Something... uh, uh, The kind of person you want to do a musical about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) But Monroe's like, Look, I didn't fucking spill that shit. That wasn't me. And Hamilton calls Monroe a liar. And Monroe calls Hamilton a scoundrel. And then Hamilton challenges him to a duel. Right. Sort of. Kind of. So him. Hamilton then picks Aaron to be his go-between. So Hamilton is now bringing messages back and forth.
1: Uh, Burr is.
0: Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Aaron. Okay, Aaron okay. is bringing messages back and forth. Right. Historian Joanne Freeman. He's the dual said liaison. They... Deleuzin.
1: Dual liaison.
0: Historian Joanne Freeman said they spent months sending letters back and forth saying, quote, ready to fight when you are. So they're both <laughs> just like...
1: <laughs> All right, guys, honestly, this is what did he say? Yeah, he's ready to do it too. All right, take this one. I'm ready whenever. Well, do you want to schedule it? <laughs> no, no, no. Just send that one. Uh,
0: you tell him you I'm go, ready there's... to go when he wants to go.
1: All right, here. He says he's ready to go. He does, huh? You let him know I'm ready and I'm willing to do it. Okay. He says he's uh ready and he's willing to do it. Oh. So Oh, well, you yeah. let him know. So why well why don't when we, he's we ready? I'm ready when he talk- is. Should we talk about scheduling? Because I feel like the past.
0: Tell him I'm ready Uh when he is. I'm right here whenever he wants it. I'm right here.
1: Okay, Uh, soon. I really think we should probably. Okay, so he says he's ready to do this. He's right there. He's right there. Is he? Well, you let him know I'm right here, and I'm equally ready to do this. Do we want to just maybe put a date in the calendar? No, let him know I'm ready to do this. All right. Look, he. He's also ready to do this, and he's over there. So why don't we okay. start talking about a date? We okay. can just at least put a pin in it, and we can start to kind of okay. Maybe a week or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe we do something like, I don't know. You, you tell wanna just, him. No, no, I'm not going to go him tell him. No, no, no. Let's, let, let's, when get, let's get a date. Let's get a date.
0: When he's ready to set a date, he, he's ready. I'm ready, he's, and I'm right here. You tell him I'm right but, here I'm ready to go. Well, should, should I go, go there
1: with a specific date? Maybe that would help. And nope, then he just kind of, tell
0: him when he's ready to set a date, I'm ready to go. <laughs> he's,
1: But you're ready to... So he says that he's ready to set a date. I would love to set a date. Tell him it's a date and do it like that. Make it kind of snarky. Uh, do you want to pick a week or... A, no, just let him know. I'm ready to set a date and then quote, it's a date. All right. <laughs> he says it's a date and he wants... Please... How about the 20th, please? So
0: Aaron thinks, for some reason, the whole thing is childish and silly. What about it? And it it goes on for six months. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) 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 They're just in dual foreplay. That's right. I'm ready, Whatever.
0: The whole time, Aaron is trying to quell it, to stop it. Um, in the end, it just never happens, and no one is really sure why. It just doesn't. I know why. Occur. We just heard. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron um, lives in Albany, and Theo comes to live with him. She lives with him like six months, and then goes back to her husband. Um,
1: oh, okay. Every
0: year, basically. Like I said, they're super close. Like they just wait. Adore she each other. lives
1: with him for six months and lives with her husband for six months. Yeah, she
0: was having. She sort was also strange. having health. She was also having health issues, so she okay. and for some reason wanted to be up north. Um, right. The Republicans now, the Republicans mostly appeal to rural voters, mm-hmm. but Aaron is a little bit different, and he appeals to craft craftsmen and mechanics, so urban people, the workers, right, um, who are traditionally Federalist voters. Hmm. So Aaron His comes crossover up with a, appeal. Yes. And he comes up with an agenda that will help the urban guys. Fair taxes, debt relief. He wants to give middle class voters more power and privilege in banking. Hmm. Now, yellow fever hits New York City. Okay. And that means they need fresh water. Sure. So a proposal comes about to create a company to supply fresh water to the city A private company. And it's put forth Uh by Aaron's brother-in-law, Tapping, who's a doctor now.
1: Oh, Tapping?
0: I believe Tapping is a doctor, yeah. I don't think he has any other brother in laws.
1: I don't like that. Okay. Unless it
0: could be his wife's, whatever. So would
1: we call it a brother-in-law? Okay, go ahead. Now,
0: Aaron's name is not involved in the report that the brother-in-law puts forward. He just does it as a separate Citizen, uh, but he's behind it. Aaron's behind it.
1: Burr is behind it. Yeah. Okay.
0: But his name appears nowhere in this recommendation for a. But
1: this would be a good company.
0: thing. Yeah. Okay. He because he wants to use the company to break the Federalist monopoly on New York banks to help the middle class. So the Federalists are in complete control of all the banking, 100%, and they use it to exclude the people they don't like. Right. So you can't get a loan if you're not on board with their bullshit. Wow. I'm not going to go into details, but the depth of Aaron's plans and organization to make this happen are fucking incredible, and the foresight so he yeah, convinces. I'm not like.
1: I, I'm like you'll. you'll okay. see. It,
0: it comes from a water right. I just said water company, yeah. right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, and he's I, trying like trying to figure out right, a we'll way. going to use this water company, and then we'll break up the banks. How's that?
0: Yes. So he convinces the Federalists and Hamilton that the city doesn't have enough money for the water project, so they do need a private company. The Manhattan Company is what it's called, will take control of the water and build out the water infrastructure. Aaron puts Hamilton's brother-in-law on the board of the company, which helps get Hamilton into it. Uh And Hamilton ends up pushing for the company, the private company. Uh And the Federalists slowly get on board. And after they agree... And right before it goes to be voted on, Aaron inserts a clause that allows the Manhattan company to use surplus capital for other purposes. So it's a water company, S- that but money they make can now be, can used, be used for other for things.
1: Right. So, he's, so potentially, he's creating like a water Trojan horse for social programs.
0: Not even social programs, just a bank. Okay. As long as the company provides water to the city, the Manhattan company cannot be shut down by the government. And then the Manhattan company used the surplus to make a
1: bank. So he has created an alternative to the federalist banks by coming up with a way to give fresh water, and since that water company makes money, he turns that into a bank. So now you have... He's making like a credit union, essentially.
0: He's making a bank for tradesmen and people who can't get loans from the assholes. Right, right. Yeah. So, so and,
1: now...
0: <laughs> and, um, and
1: Hamilton's like, wait. Wait a yes. second. I pushed for this.
0: And essentially, um, he... He knew what he was doing, and if he, if this hadn't, if he didn't need a bank, he probably would have just had the city government pay for it. Like he, right. he, he, he privatized he, it so that they could break the federalist
1: that's monopoly. Crazy. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> and to this day, it's. I think I believe it's still the same thing. As long as the company is producing I water, it's, well, it's that rule so is still in place. So its
1: days are numbered. You're telling me.
0: Yes. Um, So Aaron set the public shares at a very low price so the middle class could invest and poor people could borrow from the bank. But Aaron heard about it. Um, Wait. Oh. um, Wait, what? This got all fucked up. Sorry. The Federalists were... um, pissed
1: yeah i bet
0: fucking pissed um they uh, one rich uh federalist said now that the middle class could get bank loans the entire financial system would topple
1: oh god it's so it's like a hank paulson of the time i mean now the these whole system's never... gonna fall apart it's like no your system's gonna fall apart now there might yeah. be some equality
0: One uh one Federalist was so angry that he sent a dual challenge letter looking like it was from Aaron to a prominent banker. He was hoping to set up a duel between uh, Aaron and another like guy.
1: A, like a dual parent trap, basically?
0: It's like a fucking it's like a seventeen hundreds swatting. Like
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: But Aaron Aaron somehow heard about it and sent a letter at the same time, saying he had nothing to do with it. That son of a bitch wants to
1: do it? Wait, give me that. Oh, oh, never mind. Okay, fine. If he hadn't done that, then that that. guy would be like, let's go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the water company created a very successful bank for the general public. Hamilton is furious. But the water company also cut corners when building pipes and problems like backups and low water pressure were common. Water wasn't always the cleanest. Worst Mm -hmm. of all, it eventually became... Chase Bank
1: Oh god almighty <laughs> uh. Oh no No oh, no! no
0: um, That's the end of part Damn one it. Of Damn Aaron Burr
1: it. I don't love that end part A lot
0: uh, Research is done by Brittany Brown um, Sources Fallen Founder the Life of Aaron Burr by Nancy Eisenberg um, The Private Journal Of Aaron Burr Memoirs of Aaron Burr, uh, Hamilton, Burr, Hamilton, and Jefferson, A Study in Character by Roger Kennedy. Founding Brothers, The Revolutionary Generation by Joseph Ellis. American Emperor Aaron Burr's Challenge to Jefferson's America by David Stewart. Life and Times of Aaron Burr, James Parton, uh, a remarkable, The Remarkable Rise of Eliza Jumel, uh, Margaret Oppenheimer, The Treason Trial of Aaron Burr, uh, Kent Newton, um, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, next week, part
1: two. Can we do part three next and then do part God two? Damn, I think know, people would like don't that. Have any
0: idea how anything works.
1: Buddy, I'm trying to don't. spice it up. Let's it's enjoy not. this. It's two Let It's three unorthodox. How's that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. That was awesome what I just did. We're nope. hot. We're so hot right now. Mm. Yeah. I love you.